welcome each and every one of you to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How are you doing on this Thursday? Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Noonan. Brought to you by Wishbone Fried Chicken, The Mold Man, and Active Pest Control. And on the show today, I am going to have Gabe Reynolds as we are going to break down the NBA playoffs preview. As we had several play-in games last night. And the Braves get the sweep over the Cincinnati Reds. And I can't believe I'm saying this. The NFL draft is two weeks away. Boy, those playing games were fun last night. I thought the Toronto Raptors were going to win that game. As the Chicago Bulls overcame a 19-point deficit. Led by Zach Levine's 39 points. And the Bulls get the road victory 109 to 105 to beat the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are eliminated, and the Chicago Bulls will take on the Miami Heat this Friday. And the winner will get the number eight seed and will play the Milwaukee Bucks. This was a team effort from the Chicago Bulls with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, a team that was a sixth seed last year, and they were in 10th place this season. They dropped off just a little bit, but I think that's going to be a fun game on Friday. Chicago and Miami, a classic matchup. Reminds me of that LeBron team that came in and defeated the Bulls when they were number one seed with Derrick Rose. All right, well, the surprising performance of the night was the Oklahoma City Thunder defeating the New Orleans Pelicans 123-118, to so... Both number 10 seeds win the play-in game on the road. Incredible. And Shai Gilgis-Alexander, 32 points. Is he not already a superstar? The one thing about the OKC sports media market is they are very nice. They love their superstars. Their superstars are beloved, even Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, when they were there, they were not criticized at all. And even though OKC seems like they are rebuilding, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, or SGA, as a lot of people like to call him, is starting to become a superstar. Brandon Ingram had 30 points for the Pelicans. And even though I thought that Jonas Valashunas had a pretty good game, he was a good rim protector, they're missing Zion Williamson. The Pelicans cannot advance in the playing game, or even make the playoffs unless they are completely healthy. And Zion Williamson, who only played in 23 games, was not in the lineup. The Oklahoma City Thunder will take on the Minnesota Timberwolves on Friday for the right to secure the number eight seed and play the Denver Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. I was just impressed with both number 10 seeds last night. And good luck to all the teams in the playing games, as we still have two slots up for grabs in this NBA playoffs. They actually released the entire schedule for the first round, as you got the Hawks taking on the Boston Celtics in game one of the first round of the playoffs at 3.30 on ESPN on Saturday. On Sunday, you have the Lakers taking on the Grizzlies. This will be the first time that LeBron in the first round of the playoffs is an underdog. I still think that the Lakers can pull off the upset because no Brandon Clark, no Steven Adams. The Grizzlies are missing their rim protectors. 
The Atlanta Braves get the three-game sweep over the Cincinnati Reds. They won 5-4 yesterday thanks to a home run by Eddie Rosario in the bottom of the eighth inning in a 4-4 tie. He was able to get the home run in the clutch, kind of like how he did that in the NLCS in 2021, and that's why the Braves signed him to a deal. All those other outfielders they could have signed, and they chose to sign Eddie Rosario, who was hurt for most of last season. So it's nice to see Eddie Rosario coming back to form. Spencer Strider took the mound, and even though he got the no decision, nine strikeouts, he gave up three runs in five innings. The Atlanta Braves are 9-4, and four, and they are doing this without Max Freed. Michael Harris II is injured. Marcel Ozuna has struggled. And Sean Murphy, with that one shining moment with the walk-off home run, he hasn't really done much as well. And there's a possibility that Ozzie Albies could be injured. So I like to see what the Braves are doing, and now they're about to go on the road to take on the Kansas City Royals for a three-game series, taking on the Padres for a three-game series, and then back at Truitts Park, taking on the Houston Astros next week. Other notes in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays just won't stop winning. They're not losing. The Tampa Bay Rays are 12-0 to start the season. They defeated the Boston Red Sox 9-7 last night. And now today at 1 p.m., they could make history. They could tie the 1982 Braves and the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers for the best start in Major League Baseball history. I can't believe that the NFL draft is two weeks away. It will be held April the 27th in Kansas City, Missouri, and the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. A lot of projected quarterbacks to be taken in the first round. And remember, last year, the 49ers took Brock Purdy with the last pick in the draft. And you saw how great he has become. And when I think of quarterback play, there's just that X factor that you don't scout for. But there is no surprise that the Carolina Panthers are probably going to take Bryce Young. They've been going back and forth between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. One thing that Carolina does well is their new head coach, Frank Reich, develops quarterbacks, and they're also in a winnable division, and Carolina's got a lot of draft picks. They can help rebuild around their franchise quarterback. The Houston Texans need a lot of work here. Whoever Carolina picks, I believe Houston is going to take the other quarterback. I don't think it's going to be like 1998, a Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning situation. I think it's going to be more a Jared Goff, Carson Wentz situation. Arizona is next on the clock. They already have their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, but he is going to be injured for a while. And they are missing J.J. Watt, who's retiring. They still have a great defense. Isaiah Simmons is going to be a future Pro Bowl linebacker. And I think the pick here is it's a no-brainer. It's Will Anderson. Will Anderson is the best pass rusher to come out of the draft, and he will make an immediate impact. I don't think it's going to result to wins because the NFC West is pretty tough, but I think Will Anderson is going to get selected here. And then the Indianapolis Colts with the number four overall pick. There's talks that the Indianapolis Colts might take a quarterback here. Anthony Richardson looks like the choice. 
But I think they could go defensive end. Tyree Wilson, maybe. But Indy does need a quarterback. And then the Seattle Seahawks have the number five overall pick that they acquired from the Russell Wilson trade from the Denver Broncos. And I see a scenario where they either get Jalen Carter or they get an impact player on defense because they're already giving the keys to the franchise to Geno Smith. And they hit on all their rookie picks from last season's draft. Hopefully there's a chance that Jalen Carter could drop to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. But you can also go offensive line. Paris Johnson might still be available. Darnell Wright might still be available. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons. Not sure what they're going to do with that number eight pick. All right, I think it's about time to uh, go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, I'm going to bring Gabe Reynolds on the show. All right, we'll be right back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Cowita Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's property of the week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. Gabe Reynolds once again on the show. Going to preview a little bit about the NBA playoffs. Gabe, we've had some playing games this week. Two more spots are up for grabs. The Miami Heat are taking on the Chicago Bulls. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves for the right, for the number eight seed. But this should be a fun NBA playoffs. This is the first time I can remember that there's really not a clear-cut favorite to win the NBA title. Man, that, that is true. And this this playoffs is going to be it's going to be interesting because just like March Madness, you're going to lose some some blue bloods or in this case some ones that are that we need in the playoffs. You're going to lose them early potentially. Um you know, it with 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 Miami, Chicago, uh, Milwaukee, Memphis, Denver—that's going to be good for basketball. But you know, for the, you know, for the new people, but you know, new teams. But you need you need the Lakers. You you need the Lakers in there. The Lakers are good are good TV. People hate the Lakers just like people hate the Cowboys. But 
if they get put out in the first round by the Grizzlies, that may not be good for that may not be good for business. But it's definitely going to be a interesting and fun playoff year this year. Looking forward to it. As I am as well. We're going to start with that first play-in game, the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat. All the experts picked the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler guaranteed the win. Charles Barkley, even on the pregame show, bet Shaq $1 billion that the Heat would win because he said the Hawks stink. Well, the Hawks sent a message. The Hawks, you know, they have the 24-point lead on the Miami Heat. And, of course, the Miami Heat came back because you have the home crowd, the intensity. They cut it to five. But every time Kyle Lowry or Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler got a big basket, the Hawks responded. Offensive rebounds, second chance points. Clint Capella with 21 offensive rebounds. How did the Hawks beat a Miami Heat team that was the number one seed last year in the playoffs? Man, that's the you know what? That that that's the beauty of playoff basketball. I think, you know. They they had time to jail. They had time to get together. Um, you also had the you got you know with the coaching change down the stretch, Atlanta wasn't playing bad, but they were starting to play together. And going into the playoffs, it's a it's a one game it's a one game scenario. It's a one game series, and they had to do it. They had to win on the road because nobody. I think the matchup benefited them. They didn't want to have to um, play in that second game where it's an elimination. So, my, you know, all the focus and attention was going to be on Trey Young, but Trey Young came through. He he didn't take he didn't force as many shots. He actually played within uh, within rhythm and did what he needed to do. Um, the rest of the team. You know, Butler was going to get his. I think by them locking down Hero and keeping uh, Bam in check, they just they just beat him. They beat him with the fifty fifty balls. They beat him where the hustle points were. That was that. I think that was the the actual uh, key to to the win for them. And then the other playing game that happened later that night: the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Timberwolves had this game. They blew a double digit lead. They went ice cold in the fourth quarter. They only scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. And the Lakers were able to win it in overtime, 108 to 102. Uh, what happened to the Timberwolves? Did they just hit a brick wall and uh, the Lakers' defense took over? Yeah, they hit a major, a major, major brick wall. Um, it was... I, I just think the the pressure down the stretch uh, got to them. Uh, you know, sometimes you get up by twenty or so points, you start relaxing. LA played. LA played played with a chip on their shoulder. They had to. Uh, they had to. They they didn't want to. They didn't want to go any further. So it's like, hey, we we know what we got to do. We have to. We got to win this game, or it's a possibility. We're not going to be in the playoffs. Gabe, the playing games last night were very entertaining. The Chicago Bulls were down by 19 on the road against the Toronto Raptors, and they were able 
to get the win. Uh, what a job by the number 10 seeds. That was incredible. OKC beats New Orleans. Of course, New Orleans shorthanded, not having Zion. But the Chicago Bulls beating the Toronto Raptors 105 to 105. Zach Levine scores 39 points. Remember, Gabe, this is almost the exact same team that was a number six seed last year. And Gabe, a playing game would not be appropriate without Patrick Beverly. But although I didn't see an excessive celebration by Beverly, but the Bulls move on and they'll play the Heat on Friday. And and you know that that game right there, you you look at it. Last year, Chicago was squarely in the playoffs. Miami was the number one seed in the East, and now these two teams are fighting to even just get into the playoffs. What? A season. This up and down season of the NBA has been one of the most topsy turvy uh, seasons ever. But getting back to Chicago, I think that move getting Patrick Beverly has just energized them in a way because now you have that defensive stopper and you don't have to de- depend on DeRozan to do uh, everything. Um, but at the same time, you look at you look at Miami. Somebody else has got to step up. Butler's gonna do his. He's gonna do his part. He's just like LeBron. It's playoff Butler, playoff LeBron. But you gotta have a secondary, uh, complimentary person to step in and do what's needed. And for the for Chicago or Miami to move into the playoffs, um, somebody else has got to either Levine's got to step up for Chicago or. Uh, Harrow or Bam have got to step up for Miami. And finally, the playing game between the OKC Thunder and the New Orleans Pelicans. Oklahoma City defeats them 123 to 118. And Shy Gilgis Alexander, who is starting to become a superstar, he's already an all star, but he is a superstar in OKC. 32 points. Josh Giddy. With 31 points. Gabe, are you surprised that OKC is able to be competitive without Chet Holmgren? Uh, a team that's been rebuilding, you know, shipping away Kevin Durant, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. Uh, they they traded away Chris Paul. I mean, OKC, you know, they're a very well-run organization because they're able to figure it out. I'm not surprised. Um, they're young. Um, I think everybody thought that with um, Homegroom not being able to play this year that they were going to fall back. But I'm actually not surprised that OKC continued to remain competitive um, throughout. Uh, I think it's going to I, – I, I, do, I do think they're ahead of schedule, but, but I'm excited. It's, it's a lot of new blood in here, a lot, 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 lot of new blood. All right, Gabe, we've got some playing games this Friday night. The Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat, the winner, will get the number eight seed, and they will play the Milwaukee Bucks. The Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves lost Jaden McDaniel, their best wing defender, and Rudy Gobert was suspended in that Lakers game. Hopefully he'll be back. Are you thinking that the Miami and the Minnesota will advance and they will lock up the number eight seed? Who do you got in these games? That's a, that, that I mean, it's tough, man. That, that's that. That's tough. I like. 
I, I'll be honest. I, I, I like a good. I like a bounce back game from uh from Miami. They're still playing at home. Uh, I think Miami uh, squeaks in and gets that uh, gets that win over Chicago. Um, I, I, I like Oklahoma City, man. Oklahoma City is is, is playing playing good basketball right now. They're 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 hot. Um, I think with Minnesota, if if Gobert doesn't play, um, I like I like Oklahoma City to pull the upset in that one. Uh, if Gobert does come back, what is the chemistry going to be like with the uh, with the issue that they have internally? Um, are they able to put everything behind them uh, and just and just play ball? But because there's so much uncertainty and turmoil on the other side, I like I like Oklahoma City with that with the upset in that one. All right, then we have NBA playoff action Saturday, and you know we're starting things off with the Nets and 76ers. There's not really much to say. I think the Sixers win that one. If Ben Simmons was playing, uh, that would be the big highlight. They might even move that to the primetime game. The Hawks playing the Celtics. <laughs> Hawks have never really had luck with the Celtics. Knicks and Cavaliers is a very intriguing matchup. And then the Warriors and the Kings. Right now, it is even. A lot of experts are picked and picking the Warriors to beat the Sacramento Kings. But on Sunday, you live in Tennessee. You're in Nashville. There's a lot of talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. This is the first time in LeBron's career that he is a first-round underdog. But can the Lakers get the upset over the Memphis Grizzlies? I think it'll be, you know, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies getting home court actually helps them uh, because they don't. They have they, you know, they. It, it's very similar to last year when they played uh, Minnesota. I think the the city. It's going to be 50-50 because you got a lot of LeBron fans. You have a lot of Laker fans, and then you have the Grizzly fans. But I don't I don't like the Lakers being an underdog in the first round because, like I said, the Lakers are good for basketball, uh, and you want them in the playoffs. But I, I see the Grizzlies moving on. I see the Grizzlies uh, beating the Lakers and beating LeBron in AD. And moving on, and I, I got I got Grizz Grizz in six. Grizz in six. That is a great pick. And then on Sunday, this is the, the matchup I really want to see: the Clippers and the Suns. KD going up against Russell Westbrook. I think the Clippers don't have a chance to win this series because they don't have Paul George. Kawhi has really been putting this team on his back. But do you think that the Clippers can get the upset against the Phoenix Suns, or? Are the Suns just too strong with their big three with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and KD? I, I like I still like the Clippers because I haven't the the Suns haven't played together uh since the trade all the way. They've had glimpses, they've had moments, but they haven't fully played together. But when they have played together, they played well. But I I I just I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be an intriguing series. I, I think it goes seven. Uh, I, I think that it goes seven games, um, but I, I think um, I think Phoenix Phoenix pulls it out. Chris Paul is still going to be a good point guard. You still you got Booker, you got Aiden. Uh, you know I've heard people say put Russell Westbrook on KD as a KD stopper, but I mean that's just one person. Booker's gonna Booker's Booker can score. Chris Paul can score. Uh, Aiden can score, so it's, it's more than just KD scoring for them. 
Gabe, just like March Madness, I filled out my bracket. I want to see if my picks are similar to yours because we both love basketball. We have watched this game and we know the matchups. All right, well, I'm going to start with the first game on Saturday, Philly and Brooklyn. I'm going to say the 76ers win that in five. Remember, it's a best of seven in the first round. Yeah, I got I got Philly. I got Philly in a sweep. Oh, okay. So we're pretty similar. Philly's going to win it in five. I think Brooklyn steals one at home. All right, this was the one I was kind of going back and forth on. The Hawks and the Celtics. I think the Celtics win it in seven. I got Boston. In, I got Boston in five. Boston in five. So that means that the Atlanta Hawks are going to maybe get one at home, and they don't have a chance beating Boston up up in the Garden. Nah. Okay. Nah. All right. The Knicks and the Cavaliers. Now, if Julius Randle was healthy, I would pick the Knicks, but I'm going with the Cavaliers in six. I actually got this one going seven. Okay. I got this one going seven. I think Randall may be back later on in the playoffs. I think even without Randall, it's evenly matched both ways. So I got uh even though Mitchell is Mitchell, but then you still got some you still got some good pieces over there on the other side with New York. So I got I got I got this one going seven, but I got I got uh Cleveland winning it. All right, okay. All right, the next matchup, and you know, Gabe, I was a fan of both these teams because I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area as a kid, moved to Sacramento from 1997 to 2005. So, yes, I was a Warriors and Kings fan, and so this has been tough. But you can't ever rule out the defending champions. Right now, game one in Sacramento is even. And I'm going to call the upset. I think that the Golden State Warriors win it in six because when they go to Sacramento, that is not going to be much of a road disadvantage because they're only traveling an hour and a half up the road I-80. So I think the Warriors, and if Andrew Wiggins plays, then then definitely the Warriors will win. I just think the Sacramento Kings are a little too young. They're, they're excited they're there. I mean, first time in the playoffs since 2006. I mean, the city of Sacramento is going to be electric. I lived in Sacramento. They love their Kings, especially in the early 2000s with the greatest show on court. I don't think they're back to that level, but it's nice to see the Kings in the playoffs. I just think the experience of the Warriors pushes them and moves them on to the second round. I agree. I think this one goes seven, but I, I think it's I think it may be closer than what, what we expected. I think by the time they get to that seven game, because Brown came from uh, Golden State and he was there for many, many years under Steve Kerr. He knows that team in and out. And there's a couple of staffers that are his assistants that also came from Golden State. So for Kerr, this is probably the matchup that he wanted to avoid. For Brown, this is the matchup that you want because you know the devil on the other side. I actually think that uh, Sacramento may be up three-one going into later on, late in the series, but then I think Sacramento pulls it out, which will surprise everybody, and pulls the monumental upset of go, of the dethroning the defending the defending world champs. That would be amazing, Gabe, because then we could preview a possible second round matchup between the Kings and Lakers, and you know I would just 
you know, this podcast would just blow up because I could talk Kings Lakers all day. That rivalry, incredible. So the Lakers Grizzlies, I'm actually calling the upset just because the Grizzlies don't really have their rim protectors with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark uh, banged up. I'm not sure if they're going to play in this series. The Grizzlies are young. They have a lot of depth. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. John ja Moran is a superstar. Desmond Bain, I mean, he is a complimentary piece to John ja Morant. Averages 20 points a game. But LeBron, AD, D'Angelo Russell, if he starts, you know, catching fire, the Lakers are going to be very hard to beat, especially when they turn the switch. And I, I know they almost lost to Minnesota, and D'Angelo Russell disappeared. But I think that the Lakers have a shot at upsetting the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm pulling for Memphis. You know, I used to live in Memphis, so I rooted for the Grizzlies. But I think the Lakers get the upset. And, and this is where we disagree, right? This is where we disagree. And I think that because everybody's already counting the Grizzlies out and they're number two, the number two seed in the West, and everybody's saying – everybody's already – Everybody's already pushing Lakers. They're pushing LeBron. They're saying this and saying that. The world finna get ready to put some respect on, on, on the Grizzlies. They finna put some respect on our name. So I'm going to go – I got Grizzlies in six. They'll get one in L.A. The Lakers will get two. But as long – all you got to do is protect home court. As, if, remember last year, Minnesota came in and won the first game and then – the Grizzlies pulled it out. I got I got Grizz, I got Grizz in six because you got that's the that's the beauty of having home court advantage. And hopefully you are right. The other matchups in the playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks will take on the winner of the Bulls and Heat, which we believe it's going to be the Heat. So the Heat and Bucks, what do you like in that possible matchup? Can the Heat, as a number eight seed, pull off the upset over Milwaukee? Well, I'm no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Milwaukee is too. Uh, too strong same with uh if okc beats uh uh minnesota i don't see them beating denver nah it, it, mm, no no nah. denver's just denver's just way too strong way too strong oh yeah and i know it's early gay but now we could preview the second round potential matchups oh i cannot wait for these possible matchups we could possibly have a matchup of denver and phoenix which I'm calling the upset. If it is Denver and Phoenix, I think Phoenix wins in seven. I think it'll be. I think it'll be close. I think. I. Th I still think it'll be close. I think. Uh, it could go either way. That's too early to call right now. Uh, I like Phoenix. I like Denver, but I, I. It all depends on how this first round goes. With if KD is on, then there's no stopping him. He. He. Because then he's on a mission. He is definitely on a mission. Also, Gabe, if we're going to go chalk in the Western Conference, it looks like it's going to be Memphis and Sacramento. I think Memphis would win that. But if let's say it's Lakers, Golden State, I think their Lakers run out of gas. I think they could get the upset against Memphis, and they just they don't have the legs to compete with a, a Golden State or even a Sacramento. If they're playing Sacramento, I think the Sacramento is just too young and energetic, and the Lakers – it, their playoff run comes to an end. I mean, how great would that be? Uh, you know, I was a Lakers, you know, hater for the longest time because of what they did to my Sacramento Kings in the early 2000s. How sweet would that be if the Sacramento Kings can finally beat the Lakers in the playoffs? It would be sweet. But like you said, this team is early. Uh, they're young. 
they're they're probably a year or two ahead ahead of schedule. So they you know the experience is not there. And there's one thing about the NBA playoffs as opposed to the March Madness with college. It's about it's definitely about experience. The Lakers have the experience, so if they beat the Grizzlies, it wouldn't be that much of an upset uh, because you got LeBron, you got AD, you got Schroeder, you got uh, uh, Russell, but then you also on the Grizzlies side, the Grizzlies have only made it past the second round once in franchise history, and that was the year that they went to the Western Conference Finals and lost to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder when they had James Harden Russell Westbrook and KD all on one team. Oh yeah, Gabe, that was in the second round. It, it was 2013. They win all the way to the Western Conference Finals. That's right. That's right. So it, it, it's a you know the experience. And then that team, nobody from that team is still with Memphis. So it's a new identity. But I will say this: you've heard FedEx Forum being loud in the past. It's going to be ex- even extremely loud when they when the Lakers come in because they want to show. So I would love to see the the rivalry is actually going to be the Grizzlies versus Golden State in the second round. And that's a home court advantage, home court uh Grizz. Um, and they wouldn't have to, you know, that 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 turns the tide a little bit as opposed to last year. So I'm I'm if that happens, I'm looking, I'm actually looking more forward to that. I would look forward to that matchup, too, because the Grizzlies match up well with the Warriors. You remember in 2015, the Grizzlies were up 2-1 against Golden State. They were physical. They had Marcus Saul, Zach Randolph. They had that physicality. I think that they can mirror that. And, you know, Golden State's big X factor is Andrew Wiggins. If Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. doesn't play, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's going to be hard to actually beat everybody night in and night out when you're living and dying by the three-pointer. Right, and Wiggins will end up coming back. Let's say they don't play the Grizz, they play the Lakers. Wiggins coming back would then have to be the primary defender on the other team's best player. So that's going to be on either Ja or LeBron, and that's a that's a tall task because right now he's going to be on either uh, De'Aaron Fox or he's going to like he's he's got his work cut out coming back to this. So it's it's going to be immediate. Um, expectations but you also you can't have clay getting hurt you can't have draymond getting in foul trouble um you also can't have steph getting hurt even though you know golden state has they got deeper pieces pool is going to be the if if, if if wiggins doesn't play pool is going to be the x factor because he is a whole nother score in itself he is a he is a a, a dead eye score in him in itself you know, Gabe, we also have some pretty intriguing matchups in the Eastern Conference. I know we love the Western Conference. I surely do. But we also have Milwaukee that could possibly take on either Cleveland or New York. And then you have Boston and Philly. That is just going to be a classic matchup between two bitter rivals. And, you know, Boston, they went to the finals last year. They don't have Ime Udoka anymore as their head coach. They still have some great pieces. Milwaukee, the health of Chris Middleton could factor in. But who do you like coming out of the Eastern Conference and representing the East in the NBA Finals? Uh, I like I like Boston again, but I can't uh, put anything – I can't put it past Philly. I think Philly is definitely on a mission this year. Embiid has a lot to prove. He's going to carry that team. 
Harden is starting to play a lot better. Um, I, 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 I really like what Doc has them doing. It, if you watch it and you look at it, it look Doc's got them playing like uh, he had those teams in Boston when he won the championship up there. He's got um, MB playing the role of KD. He's got um, Harden playing the role of Paul Pierce. Like he's got a good he, and, and a combination of, of Rondo. So hey, I, I I really like what I like. I like Boston to come out, but hey, my dark horse is gonna be Philly. That is a great pick, Gabe. So here's my NBA Finals pick, and tell me uh, what your NBA Finals pick is gonna be. I got Phoenix and Philly. Hmm. That's 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 not bad. That's that's not a bad one right there. Phoenix and Philly. I have look back looking back at it. I got Milwaukee and Golden State. You know, that's the finals I would have loved to have seen. I know that last year it was Golden State and Boston, but that would be a very intriguing matchup. I still believe if Chris Middleton was healthy that Milwaukee could have beaten Boston in that series and moved on to the NBA Finals. Oh, yeah, definitely. 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 I, I, I like, I mean, that's the, I think that's what TV wants. Uh, that would be a good matchup. Uh, and, and like I said, as long as you have one of the, I'm not going to say top teams, but one, I guess, a, I guess a, a perennial blue blood, I guess you could call it. If you have one of those in in the in the finals or you know in the in the conference finals, it makes for a good TV. It makes for good TV. Oh, absolutely! Hey, Gabe, we're gonna go ahead and switch gears because you, being a head basketball coach of high school girls, you know there's a lot of opportunities. In fact, right here in Columbus, uh, we at Columbus State University, going on right now. Former WNBA player Tamika Ketchings has got a free basketball clinic. I seriously would have pulled my kids out of school to join this clinic. But, you know, the WNBA is coming up in May. Any of your players, I mean, is there role models they look after? I mean, in the WNBA, or are they, like, looking at more college players, like like a Angel Reese or, or a, you know, Caitlin Clark? Um, they, they, they tend to look more at the college game because that's what's in there. That's what they see right now. So they've been, it's, uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of, um, uh, you know, the players from South Carolina, Leah Boston, Zia Cook, uh, Bria Beal. Um, but as far as WNBA goes, they, they just, they, they have one or two. We have, uh, Crystal Dangerfield plays for the uh, Dallas Wings. She's a local product of uh, uh, Murfreesboro, Oakland, right here in the, uh, in the Nashville area. Uh, graduate of uh, – I think she graduated high school in 2016, graduated from UConn, and then was a uh, rookie of the year with the Minnesota Lynx. Um, last year she was with uh, – she went back to – no, she was in Dallas last year after the trade. Um, but she's in the area, and then we have uh, Alicia Clark, who played at uh, MTSU, uh, product of Mount Juliet High School uh, in the WNBA. So we we have some we have some hometown, some local products in the area that the girls that uh, the girls know. Uh, we also have we also boast the number one uh, high school player in the country right now, in uh, Jelani Cambridge, uh, who is a uh, about to be a rising senior at uh, Endwork, uh High School here in here in Nashville. Um, so they 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 see. 
a lot of NBA, WNBA players. They they've been to games. Um, they they follow it, but I think as far as a role model or somebody they look up to, everybody ever the talk has been Angel Reese uh, this year. Absolutely, and with the number one overall pick, the Indiana Fever selected Aaliyah Boston from South Carolina. We're going to get to see her in action when they take on the Chicago Sky on May the 7th. And, of course, the defending WNBA champions are the Las Vegas Aces, led by Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum. Their head coach is Hall of Famer Becky Hammond. This team has got swag. I think the Las Vegas Aces could repeat. What do you think? Are you looking forward to the WNBA this year? I am looking forward to the W this year. Uh, I think it's going to be wide open because L.A. made some uh, good roster moves. Uh, New York, uh, you know, they got uh, Brianna Stewart. Uh, you still got uh, Sabrina Inescu. Um, I like what Washington has uh, in the draft. You know, they just picked up another piece in the draft with Diamond. Um, I think it's Diamond Miller uh, going going to Washington. Uh, you know, the Lakers getting uh Zion, Zion not Lakers, the Sparks, Sparks. having the uh Aguam sisters, NECA and uh Shanae, Aguama K sisters back. Um they got um it, it's a lot of moving pieces uh going on. So it's gonna make for exciting. I'm curious to see how Seattle's gonna look without uh without Subert. uh Sue Bird with Right, so it, it's going to be very, very interesting. But, but you know, I, that's the that's the beauty of of of, bas- of, of, of basketball, and and in the women's game, is is growing. Uh, a lot more eyes are are starting to get on it. So that's what that's the that's the biggest thing right now. More eyes are are getting on the uh, on the women's game. Brittany Griner's coming back this year. Um, oh yeah, so Absolutely. yeah, you know that she wasn't in there, so it, it's gonna it's gonna be gonna be a, a season to see, and then we get to see the what they call they were called the freshies at South Carolina. They're gonna all you know make an impact in the WNBA. Four of the five you know were were top picks from South Carolina. Gabe, I actually cannot wait till next year when Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are in the WNBA. How cool will that be to for them to face off against each other? I mean, I, you know, not only them, but also Paige Beckers would be in the WNBA. So it's I would it, it would be funny if they end up on the same team. But there's no there's no bad blood. There's no beef. Uh, that's just gamesmanship. That's just that's just how ballers ball. So they they're you know it, the game is exciting uh, and, and it's bringing eyes, it's bringing attention. That that's what it's all about. Gabe, once again, I appreciate you being a guest on the show. I feel like I could talk basketball with you for like the whole hour because your knowledge of basketball, not only on the men's game, but in the women's game as well, you know, you being a coach and just just your knowledge is just very useful and, you know, just continue just having that passion for basketball because it really is going to pay off in the long run and you're doing some great things up in Nashville. Man, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, this this is my passion. I love the game. I've been a I've been a part of the game since I was six years old playing. But I grew up around it because my my dad and my uncles they all coach it from the high school level all the way up to the college level. Absolutely, Gabe Reynolds, everybody. He is the head basketball coach at Ezell Harding Christian High School. 
up in Nashville, Tennessee for the girls varsity basketball team. And uh, looking forward to having him back on the show. Gabe, it's been a pleasure. Hey, Richard, always, always a good time talking, talking sports with you, man. Look, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for listening to another episode of the sports beat with Richard Holdridge. And I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. We're out of here. Bye. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location. Bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.